0: You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for aftershow entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson.
1: Hey guys and welcome to Afterbuzz TV's The Bridge After Show. I'm excited because sadly we didn't get to do last week's episode one, so we're gonna do a combination. Episodes one, episode two. But first of all, joining me tonight, all the way across the table. I can I can't even reach you guys because you're so far away. <laughs>
2: I know you are so far. So far away. <laughs>
1: The lovely Catherine Tulich.
2: Hi, how are you? I'm doing good.
1: And Paige Sullivan. Yes, hello. This is like a creepy song to be introducing. It's not really like invigorating. That's okay, we'll invigorate you. Yeah, the
3: show's not super... The show's not creepy. I mean, I find it creepy. Just a little
1: bit. Look, bodies split in half. that are different people's bodies, as we found out.
3: It's not quite
2: Hannibal or
3: uh, or the following, but it's still
2: pretty creepy. (laughs) No,
1: yeah, I mean, we're not actually seeing the acts happening. So to that extent, it's not as creepy. Yeah. Exactly, But let's go ahead and jump right into it because we do have a lot to cover as we're doing two episodes. And let's talk about the the bridge scene at the beginning because that is what sets us up for the entirety of the show. And we meet our central character, which is Detective Sonia Cross and our other detective uh, from down from Juarez, which is Marco Ruiz. Mm -hmm. And they're investigating the crime scene where there is what we think is a single dead body.
3: Mm -hmm. But it's not. Little do you know.
1: Little do you know.
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, obviously it's this fantastic kind of combination because we have two detectives here. And then we think, okay, well, well they're going to split the case. And then they have to really split the case, right? Because we don't they realise exactly. that there's a body from each country. And uh, we should mention that this is actually based on a Swedish-Danish co-production. So this was actually supposedly on a bridge that was actually between the two countries and it was a similar concept. So mm. this was this a was show ba- based, uh, made back in
1: 2011. I wonder what the... Uh, what parallels you could draw then or from the two shows because, I mean, this seems so to make so much sense between exactly. the border in Mexico and the border yeah. in El Paso. Yeah. So it really does make sense here and it's, it's amazing how you can do that in two different countries and still have the same type of show.
2: Yeah, well, a lot of people actually said that this show in some ways has more meaning by making it a U.S.-Mexican thing because that, that border is far more uh, compelling than to mm-hmm. the split between the border and also all, all the problems that are happening in Juarez and all the killings that are happening down there. So I think this to, you know, we've seen great remakes like The Killing and, and shows like that, but I think the bridge being remade from a European show is actually spot on that we should have an American version because I think it's so fitting that what the, for the topic.
1: Yeah, I definitely. Know? I totally agree with you. And I mean, there's a lot of um, European shows that don't end up translating mm-hmm. well and that also just end up being poor remakes. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that as you were saying, this is one that totally makes sense and mm-hmm. really fits in here with the border issues. And mm-hmm. that is the thing that we get here because what we find out with this. Body that's in the first scene, as first it just looks like a dead body, and they pull it, they try to pick it up. Yeah. Turns out it's cut right in half, right on the border.
3: Yeah, and I didn't even note this. Was the top half in Mexico or was it in Texas? Mm. Because the top half was an American woman, she's a judge, right. and the bottom half was a Mexican woman. But I, I, for some reason, I feel like they were on opposite sides, and I don't know if that was something, but. It was very—after that happened, Mexico got involved. But at first, they were very much going to wipe their hands clean mm. of the case. Well, They have I mean, enough troubles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it seems like they were going to wipe their hands and yeah. didn't care. It was just specifically Marco, who's our good cop. He mm-hmm. seems like the good guy. He wants to be involved because his El Capitan did not seem to give a funk. Mm-hmm. He didn't really care that much. So no. it's just we have this one good cop who really wants to press into it and seems to get in a little bit over his heads when you're talking about the cartel.
3: Well, I think the captain, that's the thing about Mexico. And when you're delving deeper into the second episode, which we'll talk about later, but you're learning that the captain probably has, you know, dual purposes in his job. You know, it's not really clean cut, whereas Marco is really out there to be a detective and to solve murders and to do good. So that's something you get right after that.
1: I think you get that in the first episode, too, because I definitely was suspicious when when Marco goes to talk to the captain, and he's in that place where there's all the exotic animals and they're playing, they're gambling and playing cars, and it does set up this scene that this guy has some sort of connections probably to the cartel.
3: And he has to ask permission to cover this and to be involved in this case when it happened on their land, and they should be doing it right. anyway. So that's, you know, yeah. right off the bat, really not great.
2: Um, you obviously can tell pretty quickly that Marco knows how to play the game. He knows how to start, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously he's got to keep himself safe, his family safe in this very tricky situation mm-hmm. You know, very corrupt police force, but he's trying to be the good guy, the good cop. So he's we can obviously see through both episodes the way he's learned to have to try and navigate.
1: Yeah. The, well, yeah. well, let's go ahead and jump on his character and talk about mm-hmm. these characters that we get, because that's a lot of what the first episode was about we these introductions, getting the character details down. And as we're on Marco, it it does seem like he is really intuitive. He seems very smart. He's the family man. Mm -hmm. He just seems like the overall good guy. And I'm wondering, he's got to have some sort of flaw that we haven't quite found yet in him. Mm Because to me, he seems like There isn't really any bad point to him yet, to me.
3: (laughs) Right. He seems like a people pleaser. I mean, even with the captain, you know, he knows what to ask for and what not to ask for. And with Sonya, he knows, you know, he can tell right off the bat there's something about her. Mm -hmm. And he just goes along with it and he doesn't kind of hold it against her. So I feel like he is definitely a good guy, a nice guy. But maybe there is something underlying. But maybe not. Maybe he is the one guy, you know, that... I like we to think for. there's people
1: out there like that.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> and it is
1: a nice contrast to yeah. Detective Sonia uh, Cross. But before we get to that, I do want to point out Lions fan on the chat says, the, the captain has ulterior motives while Marco wants to do the right thing and follow the law to a T. A great example of how Mexico law really is. So, again, that connection there. And Ryan Wilson on the chat says, yeah, that's Mexico right there. The cartels pretty much run things, especially right now. I mean, right now and lately, the cartel has been out of control.
3: I think it's yeah. scary to think, and watching the show, it seems, you know, it's a TV show. We forget mm-hmm. that this is a real-life topic, and I think that's why this show is going to be kind of a hit for people, because we're, we haven't really seen this being delved into on TV lately.
1: I totally yeah. agree. I think that's yeah. a great point. Um, but yeah, he does seem like the overall people-pleaser good guy, and that is a huge contrast to Sonia Cross, who, as we see first with the hospital, with the ambulance trying to cross... Yeah. Not having any of it. And
2: no. it's kinda of interesting because we really don't know what's going on with her, other than she obviously has no empathy. She has her kind of agenda. She doesn't really yeah, it's sort of interesting because when you're not realizing what's going on with her, it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. woman's really harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and
1: at first I was thinking she's really harsh, and then as yeah. the episode went on, I was like, Okay, clearly she has, as you said, no empathy. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out what the disease was because she has to have some sort of disease, and you actually pointed out to us before the show, so I will give you the spotlights.
2: <laughs> yeah, well yes, it's been yeah, she's got Asperger's. That's what her condition is. But and it's been interesting because there's been sort of debate of like, would someone like that be employed as a cop? Because you know she obviously doesn't have empathy. She has no idea how to treat people. So, but she, I guess she's so analytical and she can ask questions. That's her skill. But you know, again, she comes a, at a time when there's a lot of flawed women on TV, like Homeland. You know, yeah. Claire Danes' character. So it's interesting. Is she likable? Is she not likable? Do we want to like her? Is it in? Or it doesn't really matter if we don't like her.
3: I think she's intriguing. I, yeah. don't, I don't necessarily like her or dislike her. Mm. Right off the bat, I knew there was something going on, and I was kind of just playing it mm. out, hoping that somebody would address it throughout the show, um, and we were kind of playing a guessing game watching the second episode, but I don't I don't dislike her. I just can't relate to her, and I think yeah. that's the point. Nobody can relate to her because mm. she's, she's much different than everybody else in the show. They all have empathy, and they're going through these tough things, and she sees it White and black. I mean, it's a yeah. crime. It's mm-hmm. not a crime. It's a scene. It's not a scene.
1: It's funny because the first scene of the show, I found her very unlikable. And as the mm-hmm. season started, or as the show kept on going on, the episode, and I realized it was a disease, it was almost more... I started kind of, like, laughing, like, oh, my gosh, she she has no empathy. She, mm. It's just so ridiculous how she cannot deal with people. But as you said, Catherine, she does have this great detective skill set where yeah. she really notices those small details. And mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of what makes it interesting. I kind of found this relation to Monk, the, the TV show Monk, yeah. where that detective who mm. is flawed in their personality and the character that character trait allows them to be a really good detective at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. For yeah. him, it's over OCD. Yeah. For for her, it happens to be Asperger's. So, yeah. uh, kind of an interesting note with that character. And our our other big character that we have is Daniel. Mm-hmm. Big scene in the first episode with Daniel, our reporter character. And uh, man, what would you guys do if you were in that situation? Bomb in the car,
3: cry. I do the same exact thing he did. Cry. Exactly. I don't know. I, I I would hope I'll never be in that position. But if I were to be, I would. Definitely freak out a bit. And I, Sonia, again, Sonia asking him all those questions and he's freaking out. Yeah. But he does answer them. Again, no she, empathy. No empathy. No she, empathy. Not. But he answers them. He does. Yeah, he does yeah. answer he them. He does answer. Yeah. That's
1: but I right. guess he doesn't know what else to do because he just wants help. He's like, maybe if I answer this question, she'll help me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's got to be like, I was thinking, like, how funny it would be. I mean, this, they definitely aren't doing this. I'm just thinking it would be crazy if they decided, like, the person who did this is actually a big prankster and actually isn't the killer. He's just a horrible prankster. The guy who did that to Daniel, not the killer, just a terrible prankster. I just I was just That'd like that be, would be a funny. Yeah.
2: But I, I must admit I sort of when I saw that first scene, I thought I don't think they're going to kill him off that quickly. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. Yeah, cause, so. I mean you know, he's obviously, you know, major actor, major character. I thought something they can't be just getting rid of him yeah. fast. Come on. And it was so
3: good yeah. watching that scene. It was so compelling and I was so into this show yeah. that I was I was hoping they weren't going to kill him off because it would end too quickly. I want to know more about him and who he was and what he does. I
1: think that was one of the two scenes from the first episode that really hooked me into the show, mm-hmm. was that scene in the car. It was a great scene to do, and yeah. he was he acted it really well. Another thing we know about his character is he, other than being a journalist, he seems to be an alcoholic. alcoholic yeah. So... Uh, we're well, when you're a journalist,
2: you usually are yeah, an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> Very
1: true. <laughs>
2: Goes with the territory. <laughs> that's a
1: common journalist flaw.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Common journalist trope, exactly. actually. yeah.
2: Cliché journalist children of, yes.
1: <laughs> but the other scene that really kind of hooked me in the first episode was this scene with, I, I believe her character's name is Charlotte. And I don't know if we've actually heard it in the first two episodes. I had IMDb it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
3: think her husband
1: her. first husband's name is her. Carl. Oh, when did he, he? He
3: referred to her as that when they were in the hospital. And I'm
1: he... Not- broke and the news broke to her it. right before he died
3: she had two <laughs> oh, two man. bad news deliveries yeah. that day
1: yeah that's gotta be gut-wrenching day but after she gets through uh Charlotte gets through the scene where she's like the door where like what's on the mm. other side of the door I was so intrigued I was like what is it what's mm. on the other side of this door I have to know yeah I, I know Paige and I, we were talking about it before we watched the second episode. We were just like, we had the most horrible speculations of what oh, yeah. could be on the other side of the door.
3: <laughs> we it had, was like bad.
1: S- sex trade or like. Yeah. I thought there was families living families. under
3: there. I mean, what we found wasn't that great either, but I just thought there were going to be people. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a <laughs> exactly. tunnel. It's just yeah. a
1: tunnel that <gasps> brings illegals in.
3: It's crazy that yeah. to have a character like Charlotte who her husband passes away and she has no idea about the things that are going on in her own life on her own land and that's scary because that can happen to a lot of people people pass away and then you find out a plethora of things you had no idea about
2: Well, we sort of, I guess in the second episode, we sort of find out that she was not a showgirl. What was she? She was a hostess. A hostess. A hostess, hostess, right. So obviously married well and I guess didn't really ask too many questions.
1: (laughs) None at all, really. She didn't (laughs) even know about the key. (laughs) He also had that cell phone, so maybe he was was having an affair, might be implied. Or Mm. it could be a cell phone to a coyote, which might be the other deal, or to that. The mm-hmm. man that we meet, which might be what that cell phone is really for.
3: But a woman answered. Actually, that makes,
1: oh, yeah, that's a good point. Good point.
3: A woman answered. So, I mean, who knows? She could be the person who answers the phone on the other end. Right. I mean, who knows? But it was implied that it was maybe an affair at the beginning. That's what I was right. thinking. That's right, that's what I
1: thought that. too. Um, something I do want to point out, because I use this term, the El Coyote, is something that, um, I, I mean, it's kind of implied throughout the show, but if you right. don't know what it means, a coyote is a person who leads. Um, illegals from Mexico to the United States. Mm. That's what the coyotes job is. And they, they still live in the south of the border, but they're the one who knows the route, who's going to take someone who pays them well, or when they get paid from Mexico, knows the secret routes, and takes them into America, and then returns to Mexico. That's what a coyote is. So you guys know. All
3: right. That's nice. I didn't know that.
1: Wanted to point that term out for the, everyone watching. Wow. Because there's also a, there was also a big connection at the end of the second episode, too, which I will get to when we get to that. But a really big coyote metaphorical meaning that we see there. But uh, let's see. what other We also have Steven. That's the other character that we have introduced in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Not a good guy. <laughs> not a good guy. Well, yeah, we
3: don't know that he's not a good guy. I mean, do we know what he does exactly? He sticks this girl in his trunk. She's obviously <laughs> asked to leave mexico she wants right. to get out of mexico
1: and then she changes her mind and then
3: she changes her mind mm. and he sticks her in there anyways but it, we don't see him harming her we don't see him treating her poorly and going into the second episode it's hard to not jump but we see that she was maybe getting away from something right worse. i guess it was just yeah.
1: the garbage bags that, that made you jump well that was the
3: first thing i was like oh is she in those garbage bags <laughs> yes that's yeah. right and then he burned what all that those- and then he burnt everything yeah yeah
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point, though. You make a really good point. I didn't even think about it. You are just led to assume that he is a bad guy. But we really do never get any scene of him doing anything bad. No. So it is very possible that they're just trying to trick you there. Maybe he was just taking out the garbage and burning it because maybe there is no place to take the garbage. and There's no one to take out the garbage in the middle. Have- well, he's in the middle of nowhere, so I mean, maybe that's the only way he can get rid of the garbage. He
3: wouldn't be suspicious
2: at all taking big garbage bags out. <laughs> but
1: he's
3: in the middle of nowhere. Right, he's in the middle
1: of nowhere, oh, so where's the garbage man he's not going to come out there? No. Hey, apparently there's a lot of twists in this show, so that would be a twist because Really led to believe that he's a horrible person. Yeah,
3: right up that, and even the way his sideburns are. I was when he first came on the TV. I was like, "Is that Wolverine?" Like an X Man. I was uh-huh. like, "Is that Wolverine?" But so even his appearance is yeah. harsh. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't look like a likable guy.
1: God, you know what? Now that I think about it, I almost think that it is a twist. And he's not. Now that we're talking about it. I mean, I guess I would say that for predictions, but now I kind of think that he's not actually bad. Yeah. Now really. that we just had this yeah. conversation. We're <laughs> talking things. it through. All right. So Ryan Willis on the chat says, Charlotte seemed like a typical trophy wife and Lions fan thinks that uh, Charlotte was a gold digger. So not too much uh, positive thoughts for our our, our lady but Charlotte there. She yeah. seemed
3: genuinely hurt by her husband's words, and when he passed away, she mm. doesn't see. She seems like a grieving wife, not a gold digger who's no. excited to wrangle in all that money. She genuinely seems upset. Yeah. So that's where because at first I agreed, I thought she was a gold digger, but now I don't know. I think she's gonna.
2: Well, it's probably more predictions, but I think uh, she's going to end up being a fairly strong character. I mean, I think we're just laying the ground groundwork of who she is, mm-hmm. and I think she's going to obviously become. You know, uh, she's going to pull through with some amazing things. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I mean, she yeah. she has that strong presence in the beginning, mm. the very beginning, trying to get the ambulance across. Yeah. So and she's also, I mean, the scene the second episode that we'll get to, mm. great scene with her rejecting yes. the money. Yeah. Um. So with that said, before we move on, we do I do want to point out again the very important detail of the bridge, which we mentioned briefly, which is that it was two different bodies that were as you said um one side was on the mexican border and of uh, probably the american ethnicity and then the mexican ethnicity the legs
2: yeah
1: on the mexican border and apparently this has been these bodies have been dead for i think 14 months for the mexican lady the
3: legs yeah for the
1: legs 14 months so this wow. has been in the planning for a long time yeah mm-hmm. well you hear in the second episode about the voice record was three years old right so yeah. the voice record is three years old three years
2: old so this has been a long time planning
1: long long time planning yeah. so as we were talking about charlotte let's get a, go ahead and talk a, about the beginning of the second episode and jump into the second episode where we have her finally opening the door turns God. out it's a tunnel to mexico and it seems like Carl was somehow hooked up with running illegals across the border. Mm-hmm. And he had made a deal with what seems like a client of, I believe his name is Monty P. Flagman. I <laughs> yes, it. I think
3: he said it so quick I rewound three times. Really? So I was like, Is that... Okay, I think it was Monty P. Flagman. I
1: tried to Monty. look it up on IMDb. I couldn't find it.
3: Really? I don't gonna... know who played. This is the guy with the hat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks like Lyle Lovett, but I don't think it is
2: Lyle Lovett. Right,
1: let's go with I Monty P. Flagman for now. <laughs> if we're okay, wrong, no. we're go ahead and. But I
2: was trying to
3: figure out who played. Blow, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> blow us apart on the comments yeah. if we're wrong. Well, yeah. he's a
3: crooked lawyer apparently, or maybe mm. he's not crooked. His client seems mm. a little, you know, touchy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't well, know. He's like Sal Goodman. Yeah, exactly,
3: like a Breaking Bad. Yeah. I don't know. The way he comes in, you automatically, off the bat, know it's about the tunnel. Because she has no idea who he is. And he comes off pretty strong. Yeah. And his his card, that American flag, Mm. Texas card. I mean, he's got Texas pride. But smuggling immigrants.
1: Yeah. Well, he's got money pride. He just wants that moolah. But
3: the way he brings it up is so like sneaky and sly and he just says oh well my client and we have a pre-existing deal and all this as so much as if it's a business and less about this huge immigration problem that texas has
1: well it does seem like i mean that is what it is to him it is just business to him that's all i think he cares about i don't think he has any politics really frankly i think all he cares about is the money Mm -hmm. and he even points out like do you realize that see this horse the thoroughbred horse hundred thousand dollars is what it's worth it was a gift yeah. So clearly, all he cares about is the money. So he uh, he points to a pot, does a little tap on the pot, <laughs> and leaves Charlotte with this pot to see what's yeah. inside. Yeah. Turns out quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Not no stew in there.
3: <laughs> no three bean soup.
1: I thought this was going to be another tease too. I thought it was going to yeah. be like what's in the pot, and you have to wait until the next episode to see that. what's in the pot, like yeah. they did with the door. But we did get the reveal. Yeah.
3: They're very... With their transitions, we got fooled a couple times. But with the pot, you know, they leave you wanting more. And there was another point where they show somebody's legs and then a person bending down and it's a different person. So mm-hmm. it's very... This show constantly keeps me on edge. You I'm really have wondering. to pay attention. Yeah. You really do. Because there's so much. And I think what we're seeing now, it's laying the groundwork. But there's going to be little things that later on tie into the whole case or tie into Obviously. a storyline mm-hmm. that we don't think yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it, it then turns out, well, she she's given this offer, basically, to accept his deal, take the money. And it, maybe she's not so much of a trophy wife, and she's not just going to take money in that sense, because uh, she immediately, she comes back, returns, dumps actual food <laughs> yes. onto the table, which was awesome, awesome scene, and then throws the money back at him. So... Um, I, I really Which is like probably
2: not a good idea, but we'll see what happens. No,
1: I, that's probably not the right people to mess <laughs> no, with. No.
2: probably not. She's uh, She's got some balls doing that.
3: <laughs> she does. And even with yeah. the way she says, just board it up, board it up. And she doesn't even think about the consequences. I mean, mm. like yeah. we've said, the cartel is a force. And they're not somebody that I would yeah. be willing to reckon
1: with. Well, it's, it's funny, too, because we're getting this cartel connection. I agree with you. I think it's definitely got to be cartel-related. But from her perspective, I mean, all you see is a illegal tunnel. You wouldn't necessarily automatically think it's a cartel thing. You would just think, like, okay, it's just some illegal immigrant thing and not necessarily yeah. cartel.
3: And I think the only reason I'm assuming, I guess, myself, is that it's cartel is because of the money that's involved. which she Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Which she didn't yeah, know exactly. initially. So the immigrants they themselves, they don't have a lot of money and they wouldn't be able to afford a thoroughbred horse or to pay her off. So that's why it kind of seems it's coming. Maybe it's El Capitan. <laughs> who yeah. knows who it is? But it definitely seems like a bigger force.
1: That is a very good point.
3: <laughs> it's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. So, moving on to um, our our main career, Sonia Cross and Marco Ruiz. They We start off with them um, interrogating Daniel mm-hmm. and trying to get out of him information, he realizes immediately the voice, uh, not too happy with Sonya there for what she was doing.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Questioning him while he's almost losing his (laughs) life. Right. insensitive.
1: (laughs) And uh, kind of questioning about the message from the killer. And you know, the whole killer thing too, that voice kind of reminded me of Saw a little bit, the Saw movies, because that dark voice Mm. that's doing kind of this puzzle... I saw a Saw connection there. <laughs> I have to say. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. It's something that you would do if you want to mask a voice. But it was kind of intuitive the way they did it. I liked what the reveal was with that. So they go then to talk with Lieutenant Hank Wade and kind of to, like figure out their plans from there. And they end up going to investigate as they find out um, this whole missing body case. And they leave to go investigate... And Marco's in the car with Sonia, and we get a little bit more of a glimpse into their personalities, where Sonia's confused as Marco gets a call from his his wife. wife.
2: I know, I love that. That, That's what's so interesting about her character, because it does lead to some very, uh, almost comic, in a way, scenes. It was uh, funny. It was really funny that she just couldn't understand why his wife was
3: calling. Right. It's like the little things (laughs) with her that she doesn't get. I mean, there's obviously the big thing that happened in this episode that none of us uh, were dying (laughs) watching. But, I mean, the little things. She She doesn't understand why somebody would just call to say hi. Yeah, and she doesn't get it. it's a waste of time to her doesn't yeah. she know you're working it's just but you, you just get
1: sex and get done with it you,
3: yes you want to have <laughs> Great sex energy. let's go I know. I know. who's I the guy it. who just go i mean that guy went but i mean i wouldn't be like yeah yeah sure let's go like, okay <laughs> i love that scene
1: <laughs> yeah. a lot of guys would <laughs> do that a lot, <laughs> why Maybe why not? From a well, especially if it's
2: diane kruger asking you i mean yeah yeah
3: <laughs> seriously <laughs>
1: I think a lot of guys go to the bars with the idea of a one-night stand. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, all right, it's in front of me, all right, whatever.
3: Yeah. But I mean, even he looked like he felt awkward. Like, a, Well, yeah, that's is, a is very this a joke? Weird. Is someone, you know... He wakes up to her pumped. looking at corpses. I mean, rough nights. It's so
2: funny, though, when that happened, when he was looking at the corpses, I, I was thinking, oh, my God, he's going to say, I know that person. I right? thought there was going to be some kind of weird I, scene. Yeah, I like,
1: thought there would be a little bit more to it as well. Yeah,
2: I was thinking maybe she picked him up because she knew there was a clue that he mm-hmm. knew something... I, I don't know, I was, that was going through my head for a minute because, you know, she pulled out the iPad, she's starting to look and he's going, What are you looking at? And I thought there might have been like, I know that. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. I actually didn't think he would leave. I guess he was weirded out and left, but I kind of thought maybe he'd be his intrigue would keep him there and be like, but what is I don't that? Know. What are you doing? Right? Like, yeah. I would be. I would be curious. I don't be know. Like, I
3: mean, I'm surprised she let him see it because don't you think that's yeah, like confidential? What I that's and, what and I she's thought. very by the book. Yeah, yeah. that's,
1: that's not by the books. But
2: that's why I thought maybe she knew who he was and he knew something. That's but you know, obviously really? I was wrong. Yeah. Because why so would you start pulling out your work? It was kind of weird. Oh, because she just kinda doesn't kinda stop weird. working. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, it does
1: not stop working. Oh, you
2: want to stay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You can stay. Whatever. Yeah. Thanks. Fantastic. So
1: funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and then before that, she was doing doing work on her own.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then the next day, day when she chilling.
1: tells
3: her, uh, you know, here, yeah. oh, did you work all night? Oh, no, I had sex. Yeah. And he's like, you don't have to tell me. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I mean, who's that open with their she boss? She is just
1: totally blunt. <laughs> File a report against the uh, against yeah. her partner, too. Yeah. yeah. We should find out. So I wonder, that's probably going to come back in a couple episodes, too.
3: That she filed that report? Yeah. I think so? I, I
1: bet we're going to see that mm. report come back.
3: Do you think it went through, though? Because I think she filed it and gave it to her, her lieutenant, and her lieutenant was kind of like, eh, Yeah. Not but, a good idea.
1: Right. I, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel like it did. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a pop point in a couple episodes. That'll uh-huh. come back.
3: Bummer, I, like Marco. I don't want do to have an issue there. Marco's <laughs> the
1: best, but I, I feel like it's got to like cause some issue and tension in the future episode where he's not going to be allowed to do something. Because, yeah. of, because
3: of it? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll cause some issue. And then it'll probably be as their relationship is growing and they're bonding, that's when the report comes out mm-hmm. and finally hits him and then he hates her again
3: well yeah, I don't exactly. think he hates her right? well he, not
1: hates her it's bother he doesn't
3: understand right. her yeah but he, they she's very
1: interesting yeah, yeah. He,
3: or yeah but different. he handles
2: her well he handles her really well
3: he does handle her well and it's he's funny he's a smooth talker mm. but do you uh, his wife is getting the feeling oh is she pretty oh is she mm. she is pretty and he's saying she's different so yeah. she's obviously feeling a little insecure with yeah. the fact yeah. that he's working with this woman but I almost feel like he would never feel that way about Sonia it would be more of like a friendship oh, a partnership sure. you know they're totally. partners totally. I don't totally. think that's ever gonna go I mean the wife's
1: going to get a little jealous when yeah. it's a pretty person. She doesn't know the extent yeah. of her personality Maybe disorder. she should
3: meet Sonia yeah. and make. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not
1: worried. Yeah, not no worried. problems there. No yeah. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I, I did like, I enjoyed that that scene was juxtaposed with um, Marco coming back to his wife. And you see Sonia in her scenes, are, she doesn't want any sort of romantic touching, anything mm-hmm. that would cause emotion. It's just get, have sex, get done with it. I don't want to yeah. be hugged. I don't want to be cut, kissed. Nothing at all. And then that's juxtaposed with Marco, who comes home to his wife, they immediately hug, immediately embrace, immediately mm-hmm. kiss. They are so um, into each other romantically, and, and it's just such a... Um, you, you really see the differences in the characters, because yeah. they play those against each other.
3: Yeah, a big contrast. You're between right. And his wife's pregnant again.
1: Yeah, so it turns out Marco's Rough. procedure we didn't talk about apparently uh, didn't work.
3: <sighs> or maybe it just happened or, prior to the procedure. Right, or maybe procedure. it
1: was prior to the procedure. He, he wasn't
3: quick enough. <laughs>
1: Not picking up the guns, uh-huh. but that—that's another thing that I think um, is that the fact that she's going to get pregnant, or is pregnant, definitely with the cartel coming into the factor. I think that's just upping the stakes. They have just upped the stakes for future episodes. You think
2: his family is going to be in serious
3: totally. danger, especially now that yeah. she's pregnant? And he mentioned something as well. Mm. My family can be taken out, you yeah. know, in the desert, and they'll make me watch as they kill them. Like mm. he says, he knows that is a yeah. risk he's taking, and it. If you watch, he goes and he sees the prostitute and he talks to her and she's 16. He's She's a child and then he comes home and talks to his wife and she says, Sophie and Lily. So he has daughters. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like this is really hitting close to home for him. Sophie, and that's Lily,
1: like and hard. Gus. Gus would be the son who well, was is smoking Gus pot. son? I don't know because they were talking about like him staying and they're yeah. like, he needs to get out of here.
3: So maybe he's a brother. Maybe he's a cousin. Who knows who Gus is? Yeah. We didn't meet Gus. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. So he has daughters and, I mean, that's as high stakes as it is with the prostitution and the killings. And
1: and there's got to be a scene, too, again, prediction, I guess, early, but there's got to be a scene where... um his family is going to be at some sort of risk In where risk. he's worried, and Sonia's not going to understand how to empathize for that. Yeah, and she's exactly. not going to do a good job doing that. As with the judge, she didn't do a good job. Yeah. Would you like some water, by the way? <laughs> Would you like some water?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, with yes. the
1: whole judge scene. Yes. Yes, that's all right. uh, Lions- I thought you were
3: legitimately yeah. asking. I was like, I think she's got. I, don't know, I, think <laughs> I some she's water. Got yeah, water. Yeah.
1: Come on, relating to last <laughs> week. I know it was a week ago. All right. So <laughs> I it Li- <swear> <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> Lions fan says Sonya wants friends with benefits type of relationship. I don't think she wants to friends with no benefits. I Mm-mm. think she just wanted sex and out. In and out, one night stand. Yeah, no I don't
2: think she's after not after
3: friends. <laughs>
1: not after friends. I, I, she I, doesn't yeah. understand No, no. She, But she does care about her sister a lot, I was going to say, because
3: yeah. her sister passed away and she's mentioned that. And yeah. so maybe she would Maybe she can relate to people who have lost someone. I don't know. Maybe was that the one person she was close to? How did her sister die? I mean, I feel like that's something we're gonna learn about.
1: Yeah. So, so we do get going back to um, the scene where Marco and Sonia are off. They they get to the uh, the station in Juarez, where things are disorganized, and she's finally she's asking too many questions. And we finally get Marco's buttons being pressed when she there's this thing that clearly he's trying to hide from his captain that he has yeah. disclosed to her this case this missing body case and she openly just asks right away doesn't get it not understanding how to play the system I
2: know yeah. was he smart telling her then because he should he should know that she doesn't really have right because she asked what's left in the box yeah
3: yeah
1: well apparently not because then uh th- then she doesn't. The El Capitan doesn't want anything about this yeah. guy, Fasto Galvan, being mentioned.
3: Well, I think it's Rava Galvan. I think he's related to Fasto.
1: Right, okay, yeah, because okay. the boss says Rava Galvan, because and Rava then she the, says Fasto Galvan. Well, Rava
3: okay. is the picture in the box. That He's the dead guy. He was dead. They took him out of the system. And then they show a sign that's Fasto, and it says wanted. So he, I think, is still at large. I mm. think this is a relative, and that's why they took him out of the system, is because they don't want to get involved with yeah. whatever that is whatever that situation is they don't want anything to do with it he's wiped from the system his body's gone
1: yeah yeah, I think you're. Yeah. I think you could be right. I I didn't make the connection. Good job. Nice.
3: I think that's what I'm thinking happened because there was a lot of wanted people, but that's where I saw mm. his name. So I think yeah. they're re- obviously they have the same last name. They're related in some
1: way. But then him, this gets him in trouble with El Capitan, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is where his buttons pressed with Sonya asking too many questions and now getting him in trouble because he does have so much at mm-hmm. stake. Mm-hmm. So this now we know where Marco's um, buttons are pressed and the whole family man thing. Right. That's where you can draw the line with him. Yeah, exactly. Go a little bit too far. Yeah,
3: she pushed it, and he he yells at her, and she still doesn't even really feel bad. Yeah, it's just like we're going home. No,
1: yeah. she still doesn't get it. And as, as she said, uh, and, and she guess has a conversation with Hank Wade. Who the lieutenant, and he's asking about the, how her and Mark are doing, and she guessed that she pissed him off. Yeah, she
2: did. She but said, she, he asked any, I asked him any questions. So right. she, she obviously got something that she realized she did wrong.
1: Right. Like, yeah. she did it again. Mm. Ah, well, not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's the conversation we talked about before. And then they realized that the man who kidnapped the girl uh who kidnapped the judge this is the scene where we find out that he was waiting in the backseat of the car the whole mm-hmm. time and we get that little computer image about how the judge was taken and that's always one of my fears when i'm driving my car like what if somebody pops out of the backseat <laughs> do you really think that well yeah and only at night when i'm like it's only specific times At like night if i'm like in this weird mood where maybe really? i just saw a horror movie i'll like get in my car yeah, that's and I'll not be good
2: driving. after a horror movie right
1: i'll get in my car and driving i'm just like imagine that like somebody will be just sitting in my backseat i'm like
3: no. <laughs> yeah, my mom always taught me when yeah. I from the day I got my license, always to check my back seat before I start driving. Mm, wow. I don't know. But was, if someone's there, what are you going to do? I know exactly. Like just run away. I mean, I don't know. Hi.
1: Stop the car and just <laughs> yeah. like jump out. I don't know.
3: I don't know. I don't know what i do. Or
1: crash my car just to get both of us at the same time. <laughs> you're not going to get me. I'll get both of us.
3: Oh, gosh. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I don't know what right? i
1: That is like the creepiest um, thing because you would feel so helpless because you're like sitting with the seatbelt on. And
3: they're in your back seat. Right. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. But anyways, that, I don't know. I just want to talk about these. Side that's note. So scary. <laughs> Side note. So let's go ahead and talk about Daniel because Daniel is at an editor's meeting and he's, he's kind of finally relating to the other journalists and uh, we get a little bit more of his alcoholism probably causing problems at work. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's an why are you such a dick? I was born that way. That, that whole issue with him, but he he gets a call while he's out with his journalist buddy with this these numbers. Yes. Fortunately, she happens so to know the GPS. Didn't go... you know it was
3: GPS? Oh, totally, totally knew that. <laughs> I thought it was like a bank account number. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's a really long number. I actually
1: started writing it out, like maybe I'd really? figure it out. Well, like I didn't know if they reveal it right away. Yeah. So as they were saying, I was writing it out of my notes. Like okay, maybe I can figure this out. And as it kept on going, it's just like okay, I have no, no clue. Idea. This is a long number. I <laughs> right. do not know. Right. But good thing that apparently. Uh, she knew yeah, she knew. No, Her dad was, uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear where her dad was. I don't her recall. Her dad
3: did something but with something. latitude and longitude. Mm-hmm.
1: Latitude and longitude. So she knows. And can I just say, I totally called it in the room what, where they were going.
3: Oh, yeah, oh. he did.
1: Yeah,
3: um, I didn't see that.
1: I totally called it. Oh, that they were going to go where all the that, bodies? Yeah,
2: yeah. I yeah, sort of thought that too because we saw the scene earlier that they were drinking and something terrible was going to happen. Well, we saw then,
3: somebody put the bottles down mm, and then we come back right. to it. So obviously yeah. it was a re- reoccurring thing. throughout. Yeah. The I just didn't... I didn't put the two and two together.
1: But all right, before we move on to this because we're going to get the whole Im- mm-hmm. illegal, illegal immigrant talk and this is kind yeah. of the big uh, ending. Let's talk about... The whole mission that we had Marco going on that we saw where Marco went into the scums of Juarez, and he was trying to find out about this whole prostitute issue Mm – and trying to discover what was kind of going on. And, and Christina. Right. And find out what happened to Christina. And he was trying to question the girls and found out that apparently she used to work in this that's, area. Yeah. This sort of brothel.
3: The room he was in, apparently she had she that room. She had the room, room yes.
1: It's kind of creepy. Yeah. It was a little creepy. I think
3: that's really creepy. It was the maculadoras.
1: That's what they were called. The maculadoras. Even for
3: that girl, though. Oh, she used to work this room. It's like, ugh, This is a 16-year-old girl. And she yeah. knows this girl's been murdered. And she's working well, as a prostitute. I mean, it's just sad to watch.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, it's horrific what has been happening in Juarez. So, I mean, I guess they start getting immune to the fact that these girls go missing and I, I die. Mean, and, uh, I mean, it's
3: f- well, that's astounding. A, that's a big part of the yeah. of the show uh, mm. with what the murderer says. How come one white yeah. lady is more important than all the people who disappear every day?
1: Yeah. And they pull yeah. out those stats for you, too, about how it's horrifying incredible. it is. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... I to mean, think
2: this is just happening literally over the border from America. Right. This it's terrible. Yeah.
1: It's absolutely the same. But I mean, mm. again, it's just that the whole uh, cartel is you mm-hmm. really, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily one place is more important than the other. I think it's just more of a justice system issue and an issue with the cartel and the drug trade, really. Yeah. Right. This guy's an extremist. I don't like yeah. this enemy. So,
3: yeah, somebody's trying to...
1: Not that like it's good that this is happening in Mexico, but I don't think it's America's fault. Yeah.
3: No, no. But I think this person... And we don't know where this person is. Are they American? Are they from Mexico? Were yeah, they we have we no immigrant? idea. We hmm. have no idea who this person is. Are they a political party? I mean, no idea. Yeah. So... That's the hard part. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know their opinions and their thoughts. All you know is that they're pretty upset. Yeah. And but they're also willing. We, we assume it's the same person to kill more people mm. and to kill more immigrants. So yeah. you're upset that all these people are going missing. Yet you you just killed ten yeah. people or however many people were down there. Right. It's it's a it's a strange situation.
1: And you you have to wonder maybe it's like a couple different people doing different things like possibly. Right. So, or or maybe there's like, we're not just one character, but there's different people with different motives for what they're doing, Mm -hmm. as opposed to one specific serial killer.
3: Because we even have people, um, the gentleman who is coming after Ava, the girl that Steven took in his trunk, that gentleman comes as well. And we see him in Juarez, and we also see him in El Paso. And so there's a bunch of, there's so many storylines, and you wonder how they all must connect somehow. But it seems like there's a different, maybe not bad guy, but there's a different person yeah. controlling each situation
1: and let's go ahead and talk on steven and everything that happens with him in this episode before we go to the finale point where steven has taken this girl i believe her name is eva mendez if i or remember correctly guerrero Guerrero, guerrera, guerrera. Guerra. eva, eva, eva mendez is a celebrity. Yeah, yes. she's a celebrity she's a yes yeah, yeah eva <laughs> <laughs> that's why yeah. it's in my head. Yeah, all right I mean. eva Guerrero. and she she's taken by him and he's telling her that apparently it's a safe place in the trunk in the first episode, or in mm. his uh, trailer in the first episode. But
3: He locks her in there, he, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, locks her in there, and then he, we see him in this episode taking out the garbage. Don't know if, what's in there. Is yeah. it body pieces or what? We don't really know. or yeah. That's what seems to be implied. Or yeah. it could just be garbage.
3: It could be garbage. <laughs> right. And then you also see him very intrigued while he's at work with that picture of that blonde girl. Um, I didn't see her name. It was written on the paper, but... Uh, he he takes it off the wall. She was apparently, I don't know if he works at a, a hospital, like a mental hospital, or cause the way they were talking, yeah. it was almost as if they were patients, but if she came and left on her own, I don't really know yeah. what that situation was, but he he took a, an interest in that one patient or person who was
1: there yeah so we find out a little bit of what he does and this is also in the first episode he's the one who was Uh, taking her so you have to wonder what was he doing with her as the one that she Mm. apparently had called herself for some reason because she was and she knew about this beforehand yeah she'd already known
3: she went to go find him so
1: right so questionable but there is this man this hispanic guy chasing after her and um, Ryan Willis in the chat says biggest question from the episode for me was that one Hispanic guy going around looking for the girl from last week and Linus Fan says mine too what was the significant point to that Hispanic guy hard scenes for me to comprehend don't know if it was uh, the subtitles but it seems like this guy, and, and I think that's what you guys were talking about in the chat. But it seems like this guy is just somehow maybe related to her. Maybe it's a brother. Well, yeah. he said seems, you
3: yeah. took her from me, right? What? So it almost seems as, like as if
1: husband like, or brother, brother, yeah.
3: husband, mm. pimp. I mean, who knows? I mean, it, oh, yeah, could I mean, not, she could be yeah. a prostitute. I mean, felt more. It was more family, like a yeah, yeah, like a relationship, relationship or maybe relationship,
2: a sister. I yeah, took family. Yeah. I was
1: thinking like brother, sister. Yeah, but that's he what said I thought it too.
3: More like she was his possession. So maybe like a girlfriend or something because you took something that's. I, don't, mm. I feel like he'd say that he'd be more passionate. It's my family. It's yeah. my, you know, I don't know. Well, I didn't,
1: he, he seemed pretty passionate. He was attacking people. he seemed
3: I didn't see love for the girl. I saw, mm. like, fury. Like, he right. knew she was trying to leave. Because he was, he was looking for yeah. her
1: back there. That's that's true. That's a mm. good point. Because he found the shoe. He's really just pissed off as opposed yeah. to upset. That's a good point. Yeah,
3: you he, he seems angry and less... Concerned, right.
1: yeah, definitely more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you don't really see him upset at all about yeah. it, and
3: he can't be that great of a guy when he has all these connections with the border patrol and they're right. giving him stuff. And the guy's like, "We're good, right?" We're
1: mm-hmm. it,
3: you almost feel like they have something to square off.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: So I don't I, know. I got okay. a bad vibe from him. So <laughs> I do not seem like a yeah, great guy. I, no, I didn't seem like a bad <laughs> to me
2: either.
1: Or well, maybe he's connected to these horrible things. Yeah. And still is his yeah. sister, but he knows how to work the system.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. So
1: he's not a good guy, but yeah. it, I don't know. So, yeah, he, he ends up chasing after her, uh, him, after Stephen and pretty much finds the, the apartment that they're in, or the, the office area, and attacks his assistant. Or I, I mean, he's, I it doesn't was, seem like he's planning on killing her at first until she attacks him back.
3: Well, no, I thought he was going to kill her when he, like, licked her tear. I thought that was a little freaky. <laughs> yeah. I, I like tears too. Yeah. <laughs> but the way he was touching her face, it almost looked like he was enjoying putting her yeah. through that. And so that's another reason I don't think he's, you know, got good intentions.
1: He's a great guy. He's I don't know what you're a, talking about.
3: A plus for a him. A plus
1: man. <laughs>
3: but, and I also think that probably was probably
1: as good of a guy as Marco. Yeah,
3: probably. maybe. But he, he found his apartment. So I think that was just a random neighbor. I don't even think she had anything to do with Stephen. Because the guy gave him Stephen's information. I don't think mm-hmm. it would be his work info. I feel like it would have been his home address.
1: I think so, too. So
3: it's some random poor woman who didn't want him breaking into her neighbor's house. Yeah, but, she, I
1: mean, she was trying to do the right thing.
3: But she fought.
1: But she, she did How fight. Did. She How fought did. bravely. She was about to just call yeah. 911 right away.
3: I thought she was just going to give up. What and did she, she say? Did Buenas just...
1: Diaz, my ass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that.
3: <laughs> yeah, too bad.
1: That was pretty good. He tried to pull the charm on her. Did not work. Yeah. no. No. So, with the other thing that we've got uh, across the border in Juarez is we have these illegals who are crossing. And we have this this lady whose name we, we haven't found out yet mm-hmm. in the show. And they're being led by some coyote to cross the border. And the person then does not want to stop and takes them all the way. dumps them, just yeah. Dumps them off. Yeah. And a brawl insists. And I wasn't sure if, if the guy in the truck was the coyote or if the, the man who was attacking the guy in the truck was the coyote.
3: I think it was the guy in the truck. Yeah. yeah. Because... After that, the girl had to lead them the whole way. And it right. seemed like the guy was unsure. It almost...
1: Because it, that was supposed so to be they just his take path. take the
3: truck? That's what I, I was. I was thinking the same That's thing, too. That's what I don't get, but I think... Yeah, so you thought the same thing? But yeah. They, but she said border patrol was coming, so maybe it was just an issue. But I mean, she was you know, rather than
2: kind of walking in the middle of the river, right. you know, with not, no water... And those old and,
3: people stayed there. Like, the older couple. They were like, we're not... We can't walk going, with you. Yeah. So it's like, what is what happens to them?
1: They died too, I guess, or they went to that little town area that we right, saw well, and just turned themselves in. So were
3: they,
2: were they dumped? That obviously dumped somewhere in Mexico. They, they hadn't crossed the border yet, right? Correct. So they were dumped. Yeah, right? I believe okay. so. Yeah, right. Okay.
3: I think they were close, but they weren't. So that
2: the close. old people just made the decision they weren't going to bother.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I guess you can't be arrested for not crossing the border.
3: No, no. And I think since Border Patrol was coming, yeah. maybe they would just pick them up, bring them back.
1: Right. Yeah, that's yeah, what this, I'm saying. So that
2: might have been a better option for those people. That, that
1: could have been why they stayed there, because she was saying Border Patrol's <laughs> yeah. coming. So they're like, all right, let's just stay here and wait for Border Patrol. Border control,
2: exactly. Yeah. That might have yeah. been a wiser decision for all it of them in the end, like, but yeah, they didn't decide that. But, but I still what? don't understand why you wouldn't just take the truck.
1: Kind yeah, of, I was thinking that, too. And I guess, At least, like, you know,
2: take it a bit
3: further.
1: <laughs> right, like, maybe they were afraid that, oh, the truck would be identified or something like that, but, I don't like, know. you'd think it wouldn't be identified because that's what they were taking in the first place to yeah. get there. I don't, I don't know but I guess maybe you need like a white guy to cross the border with you in it so then like it- no I
2: was just saying you could drive sort of closer. closer to the border yeah, rather, and then than, walk. rather right. than do those days of how, I don't know how long they are walking for but I was thinking you could just drive the truck a little closer I don't know it
1: doesn't make <laughs> sense it doesn't make sense no. yeah I don't know no
3: it doesn't
1: but um, yeah, so and you had meat
2: on, on board so you didn't have cows, to worry about eating the
1: <laughs> yeah they they, they had everything they could possibly want <laughs> I don't know bad decision she goes and they, they as they are running out of water they come mm. to um, this memorial yeah, it, looks like same, so it looks like the same it looks like almost a very similar memorial to the one that was in the, in tunnel. the tunnel yeah uh, very, very similar one except for that and, and I think it's just something that you know they pray to but mm. I was kind of thinking like Dia de los Muertos almost but I mean clearly it's not yeah. but um, yeah, so the, all the water around the skeleton, she gets a bad idea. And we come to our detectives who are on their way as they mm-hmm. find out something has happened over here. They cross the border, and we get the same Border Patrol officer, or the same officers we had in the last episode. Yeah. A, and they they find a bead. A, first of all, they find a bead what is in this th- one scene.
3: We don't know. I think I th- it's a rosary bead. Oh, okay. So that's that's not sure what it that's was. That's my guess. I don't okay. know if that's a prediction. But right. it looks. Um, I've seen rosaries where they take real roses and they ball them oh, up and they make the, really? the beads okay. out of them. Right. But so I don't know if it has a significance to it. I yeah. know because with, you know, they're praying to these things. And I think the skeleton has some sort of mm. religious aspect to it. I mean, I don't really know. But they do find that beat at the first right. uh, the at the crime first, scene yeah. where the judge was originally killed. And right. something
1: about that scene, too, that's also important there. And this is what the symbolism I want to talk about is that. The border patrol guy kills a coyote and sticks it up on a stake. Yeah, our that was pretty
2: grisly. And it was
1: grisly, but I mean, if you don't know what a coyote is, you mm. wouldn't really get that. Yeah. The whole idea of the coy- coyotes are the ones who bring Mexicans, illegal immigrants yeah. across the border. Mm-hmm. So I think there was so a little bit of, of symbolism there. Thing, was it? I mean, I don't even know if the border patrol guy necessarily knew because his character's kind of dumb. Yeah. But I think it was just a symbolism for the show to present to us like, look, this yeah. is what's happening here. But I mean, it was here. still
2: a pretty grisly thing to I mean, you shoot a coyote is bad enough, but then you some, some kind of kind of. Official kind of symbol. Why it would you do that? Ones. Animal he, sacrifice. He type said of it thing.
3: keeps the others away. Like right. They see the dead one. It keeps them away. But I actually don't think he's border patrol. I think he's like just a police officer. now. Yeah, pastor. I think you're right. I think he's I think, just and, a police and officer. And the way he, you know, he asks if he could be on the task force. It seems like he doesn't have a lot of authority.
1: No. And you know,
3: all. and he wants to be a part of it. And so maybe he will be reoccurring. His name was M something m stokes m stokes because
1: okay. you read that off of I, his badge i
3: read his badge but <laughs> I I, so but yeah. i don't know if we'll see him Paige again you got it off the badge yeah. i did but i don't know if we'll see him again but
1: and, and real quick though before we get into this finale scene i i forgot to mention we talked about it briefly but it was an awesome scene the whole thing with the actor who is hired who comes and oh yeah talks about yeah. how uh, and I'm, I'm giving this thanks to the guys on the live chat for bringing this up ryan wilson Lions fan thank you guys um yeah, that scene, that was awesome. Oh. That scene was great. So where yeah. we find out this actor just, at first he, like, whips out, what is it going to be? Oh, it's an inhaler. Like, oh.
3: <laughs> it's an inhaler. Yeah,
1: and, and it turns out that he recorded these lines three <laughs> years ago. Yeah.
3: So this has really been a long time coming. Mm. Somebody's put a lot of thought and time into this.
1: Yeah, and it keeps on expanding back. As first we had 14 months from the yes. first uh, episode, now it turns out three years at least in the yeah. works. So long, long time, and... Uh, that was that was pretty cool to me. And it just seems like I mean I get it. it. Like it seems like um you know um she she just doesn't get it mm. at all why he would do that and it's just like well you're an actor and you're looking for work. I mean it seems like something that would be in a movie. It clearly was in the movie. It was well, in a well, TV show. Well, right. that's It could have been for you know? a TV show. So I mean like you you see that you think it's work and yeah. you don't and necessarily th- question it too the, much. The
3: the statement was almost statistics. Why do we care about one mm. judge who was killed when somebody or one white woman? It wasn't specific. Right, you wouldn't yeah.
1: necessarily know that it was used in that type of, like, bomb but, situation. Yeah. But
3: they apparently knew who they were targeting, or they knew they were targeting a high-profile white person. Mm.
1: Yeah, totally. So, I I mean, I just like that scene overall. I thought it was a fun scene. It was kind of like a cool, like, wow, this is, like, just something I wouldn't have thought of that they pulled mm. in. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect. But we, we do finally get this uh, final moment where... Daniel is the one who had called in everything and called in the report because it turns out the GPS coordinates he got that they were heading off to mm. was the, where these illegals had been heading to.
3: Do you think—here's my one question, though. He's being followed by the other det- detective in, in El Paso, so the gentleman with the mustache, he's following Daniel. Do you think Daniel even called this in or the fact that he was following him led— the detective to the scene. Do you think Daniel would keep that for himself? Oh, that's cool.
1: It does seem like Daniel would use that as a reporter. For breaking news yeah. and
3: to break it to Texas in his own way yeah. instead of having the police come?
1: That's a good point, because it seems like he's mm. the type of person It would be like, oh, I need to break this myself. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they leave it up to, I'm sure we'll find out next episode, but they leave it to our imagination to determine how the police got there. Mm.
1: Yeah, because we never see a call. I mean, you just imagine because Daniel was heading that direction. Yeah. But yeah, so it does. It turns out that all that water, the uh, the prediction by our our lady friend was correct.
2: What do you think? What did they put in? It the It was water? poison,
1: some sort what of poison. poison? We do, but we don't know. We don't no, know. No. It was some okay. sort of poison, maybe arsenic. Yeah. Arson, maybe arsenic. Yeah, they
2: didn't. But, they didn't but taste I'd be it. suspicious of bottled water in the middle of the. I don't know. They were.
1: But I, just, guess I mean, so they thirsty. were dying anyways. They're just mm. like it's water. It's. I mean, it was like there's all these illegals who go gone quest yeah. anyways. So maybe it was just a normal coyote thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know.
1: And I she, don't know. She
2: just had one sip, so she was still sick, but right, but, but she wasn't.
1: As she saw what the actual mm. um, image was, where it was that skeleton, and that's yeah. what gave her the bad premonition. Yeah. But yeah, so it turns out they're all dead and now we've got our detectives there on the scene checking it out and what's, what's going on. Uh, big, I mean, that, that was a lot of people who died in that moment. Nine bodies yeah, at awful. that scene. So,
3: And we're left to Kind of guess what's happening to her because we don't know who's picking her up. Somebody's right. picking her up off And it, of the it doesn't
2: look like a good person to See, be I picking her up. I feel like it up. might have
3: been Steven.
1: Yeah, it could have been yeah, Steven.
3: I, I, I have a feeling
2: it's not a good person picking her no.
3: up. No, you, I don't think think
1: so? <laughs> uh, you definitely get that. I, I yeah. feel like that's going to be a tricky thing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think it's going to be a trick where we we're led this episode to believe it's a bad person, then someone's actually going to help her. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think she's going to be a central character. What if it's
3: okay, like Charlotte? Huh? Or somebody. Like That'd be crazy. Charlotte yeah. just happened to
1: be driving. But I don't know why she'd be driving oh, in be Juarez. Going, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, well, th- well, well, that I'm was like Texas.
1: Through. Wasn't that south of the border? That, no, oh, I wait. no, they she hadn't had crossed yet. She crossed the no, border? No, I think
3: she had crossed. Oh, she got across. Did she okay. get across? Okay. I think that's so. what I got from it, because she went on without them.
1: But I wasn't sure. I mean, we don't know how far she we got. Don't I
3: don't know how far
2: she got, because it sounded like she was sick. She was kind of crawling, yeah. wasn't she? So she yeah. was
1: still sick.
3: Sick, dehydrated, who knows? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, we get another bead here, too. So, another bead at this crime scene. And mm-hmm. every single time Sonya, who finds these beads, so, she, again, we get that she is very detail-oriented. And, mm-hmm. and that is where her strength is. Even though she, she's not empathetic, she can't relate mm-hmm. to people, she's, she should just be a crime scene investigator. That should be all she does yeah, just investigate exactly. crime <laughs> scenes.
3: Shouldn't talk is, to her, anybody. Right. That's yeah. her only
1: duty, and she would be perfect as a crime mm-hmm. scene investigator. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah. she finds that beat, and we're, I, I'm curious to see where that's going to lead to mm-hmm.
3: for that beat. So I think beat. it's going to be throughout the whole season. I don't think we're going
1: to find out anytime yeah. soon. I, don't, I totally agree. All right, but before we move on to some predictions for the show, guys, I do want to mention that some of our After Buzz staff created an amazing little, and by little I mean giant, movie called Serial <laughs> Buddies. And if you enjoy murders and murder as this show happens to have but want uh, a funny uh, twist to it one,
2: yes. funny no, no twist to it buddies. so you can laugh
1: about it instead of this which is kind of horrible do check out serial buddies it's by many of the afterbuzz crew are in it and worked on it produced it it's on iTunes for 5.99 so make sure that you go check out serial buddies on iTunes yes, check that out very funny check uh, that out yes <laughs> all right with that said let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about some predictions Man.
0: And now, your AfterBuzz TV <laughs>
1: predictions. I mean, we're doing a lot of predictions throughout this, but what, yeah. what do you guys think? What are some of your big predictions that we're going to see? I don't
2: know if I've got any big predictions yet. I'm still kind of confused at where this is. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot revealed, but... um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I have any major ones myself. But go ahead, guys.
3: <laughs> I, I don't have any major ones. Mm. I think Steven's gonna be a good guy. I think mm. everybody yeah is not who they seem that they are. Yeah, yeah. Like, I than think
2: Charlotte. I think is going to be yes. some something or we're maybe discover. Yeah,
3: maybe right? Sonia is the only one I think is straight up mm. because well, yeah. that's the way they cut it. That's who she is. That's who but what I she think
2: is. I think maybe with Sonia we might get a little more backstory, as you said, like I with her sister, so. and we sort of get. I think we need to we need to feel more empathy for her. Right. So I think at some point in this series we. are to find out more about her and her history that would be my prediction
1: i totally yeah. i totally agree yeah. with that mm. and by the way this is really cool what you brought in here catherine oh, this is the press notes press yeah
2: notes. yeah
1: so catherine with the insider info <laughs>
2: right
1: and um uh, you know what I, I agree with you Paige. Yeah. i think that it's going to turn out that steven is actually not a bad guy mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if he's necessarily good good but I don't, I don't think he's a bad guy i think that's just a twist that they're leading us up to that's kind of would be my prediction with him I think that we're going to find out a little bit more with Marco where maybe he's not as innocent as we think he is maybe yeah. he, he might have some sort of past because of how crooked everything is and I mean now that he's a family man I think that he's a family man he's a good guy now but he might have some sort of past and that yeah. in, in, in a sense yeah, El Capitan I think is pretty straightforward I don't think he's I think he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Bad dude. Definitely a bad dude. And then the, the real question to me is Daniel. I, I'm still not sure what all of his secrets are because it seems yeah. like he does have a lot of secrets. I
3: think they'll come out of the closet mm-hmm. real
1: soon. Yeah. Oh, you think he's going to come out of the closet? No, <laughs> that's <laughs> no, a I secret. Know. No, <laughs> I know. Skeleton. I know. A skeleton. the
3: skeletons. Skeletons right. will come
1: out. the topple <laughs> out of the closet. <laughs> and and Charlotte, I think she's actually pretty straightforward. I don't. I think she's just like you know lost her husband. She's a little out mm. of it. And uh, I think some. Bad things are going to be happening to her bridge. Yeah, soon. but I
2: think she's going to pull through. That's why I think she's such just going to be a really strong yeah. character. Yeah. A lot of challenges, but I think we'll see her. Really I think we're going through. to see
1: a lot of bad things happening. That's what my prediction is. <laughs> a lot of bad things, bad things are going to be happening. Yeah. Alright, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on episodes one and two of The Bridge. Next week, we will do a single episode, <laughs> just episode trace for next yeah. week. So do join us afterbuzztv.com at 10 p.m. If you want to join in on the live chat, that's 10 p.m. Pacific time. Or check us out on YouTube and iTunes. And once again, guys, I'm Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That's K L E I N.
2: The Dave Klein. The
1: Dave Klein. <laughs> okay. The one and only. Dave Klein was taken. That's why. And there's only one. <laughs> there can only be one Highlander.
3: Okay. Exactly. I'm Paige Sullivan. And you can find me on Twitter at Paige S U L L.
2: Okay. And there was only one Catherine so I was lucky. I'm just at Catherine Tullich. K A T H E R I N E T U L I C H. On Instagram and Twitter. Whatever,
1: Catherine. Yeah. Whatever. All right. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next week.
0: From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.